The Mariners didn't get any help on the out-of-town scoreboard, but they did get a much-needed sweep of the A's today. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. This is Teddy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today over at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. 6-3, to three, the final score from the Oakland Coliseum. Mariners secure a much-needed sweep against the Oakland Athletics. They finished the year 12-1 versus the A's, and as we've talked about on the show the last few days, they really, really, really needed these last three, and they got them, thanks in large part to Dominic Canzone, who drives in four of the Mariners' six runs with a double and a home run. Julio and Cal also chipped in with a solo home run each. Uh, we'll talk about George Kirby's start a little later on in the show, but for now, Colby, your general thoughts on this game and the series sweep down in the Bay. Yeah, not good. No, it uh, it was what you needed to do, right? It was mm-hmm. wasn't the the easiest ride, although none of the games were ever all that close. Um, but you know, we had some moments in these games late in all three of them where I was like, eh, you know, one more thing goes wrong and it's, it's, you're going to get nervous. So, uh, it was a good solid, again, just solid, clean baseball, right? Not too many egregious mistakes. Uh, not, you know, they left some guys on, of course they did. That's just going to be a thing, but you know, no base running errors, no mistakes like that. No errors in the field. Um, not a ton of pitches in the middle of the plate, that type of stuff. So just good, solid, clean baseball. Um, which is what we said they needed to play just, you know, forget just winning, which obviously you need to do, but you also had to start like dialing it back in and, and punishing pitches in the middle of the plate and stop making errors in the field and, and, you know, run the bases intelligently and, and do all that stuff. And, and they did for the most part. So, um, you know, did it help that you were playing Oakland? I mean, it certainly didn't hurt. I'll say that, but these were, these were three clean games and, and you needed the sweep. You came away with a sweep and now your playoffs, I'm going to say today, and I'm going to say tomorrow as well. And if, yep. you know, we do a post game show on Friday, I, well, probably not, but whatever, I'm going to say your playoffs start on Friday. So you needed yep. this, you're in a virtual tie with, for first place with two other teams in the AL West. Uh, it's going to come down to these last 10 games and th- you put yourself in a position to do that by sweeping the Oakland A's. Um, you know, you also kind of did it by losing 12 of your first 17 this month, but it is what it is. You got uh, 10 games to, uh, you know, pre- it's just such a weird spot to be in because like everything you could have possibly wanted is right in front of you. Yeah. You can win the division. You can get the buy. Uh, you know, you can set up your rotation however you want, but, if you don't play well over the next 10 days, starting on Friday, 
you're just not even going to get a, a shot <laughs> in the playoffs. So yeah, uh, you needed this win badly. Uh, you know, they, they played pretty well today. Uh, but uh, at the end of it, you needed wins. You got three of them. You're tied with Texas. They have the tiebreaker. But again, the beauty of it is since you're not a game back, if you go four and three against them in these next seven games, then uh, the tiebreaker might not matter because then it'll go down to the final three games, right? You didn't want to be chasing them. You want to finish ahead of them. So yeah, uh, playoffs start on Friday. It's, it's going to be so nerve wracking uh, to sit there because if, if you get swept, you're, you're done. It's over. Like, unless Toronto also gets swept or something crazy like that. But Toronto's got a pretty sizable lead on you right now, um, considering there's only 10 games left, depending on if they win today or not. I think it's I think so, it's only a half game. Also, real quick on that, and we'll talk more about one. this a little, or is it one? But we'll talk about this a little later on in the show because we're going to talk about the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was uh, scratched from the lineup with right knee discomfort. So that's something to yep. keep an eye on here. Obviously, the Blue Jays are also going to be playing the uh, the Rays, what, twice more before the end of the season as they well. So Seven of their last 10 against the Rays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just like the Mariners have seven of their last mm-hmm. 10 against the Rangers. So, But yeah. if you go three and seven, you're still out. So Sure. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, today I thought George was okay. Um, I don't think he was great by any stretch. Um, not a lot of whiffs. Uh, Oakland was very aggressive with him like we thought they would, and, and George, for the most part, was on the corner, so that's good. Julio finally gets his 100th RBI, uh, joins pretty special company there. Uh, yep. And today was really the day of Dom Canzone, who's been out of the lineup pretty regularly recently, uh, facing a lot of lefties. Uh, but also, you know, not getting all the opportunities he used to get against righties. Uh, so I don't know if that was just a, a mental break thing or if they made an adjustment or if it was just, you know, we like the guys we have in there better. Uh, they give us a better chance. But Dom came through today, big towering two run homer, uh, the big RBI double, two RBI double, four RBIs uh, or RBI for uh, can zone. Uh, it was exactly what you needed. It's, it's kind of funny, right? We were hoping that you'd come into the series and be like, Julio and Teoscar and Gino are going to carry you and Cal's going to carry you and the big guys are going to step up and no, eh, nah, you know, Jose Caballero, Tom Canzone, mm-hmm. JP a little bit like yeah, yeah. it wasn't the, the big bats that really carried you in the series. So good, solid series. Desperately needed off day, mostly for us. Like I, I need a day where I just don't have to check the scoreboard at all. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good good series sweep, and and I think you finished twelve and one against Oakland. Yes. Exactly what you needed yep, to do. Did. Yep. Yeah. So the Astros are off tomorrow. The Rangers are off tomorrow. The Mariners are off tomorrow. So the only game we'll be watching on the out of town scoreboard is uh, Blue Jays and Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see how. You know that goes tonight, but again, we'll we'll talk about that a little later on in the show. But uh, yeah, this was a great opportunity. You know, on paper, heading into the series for you to get right, and I think that they did that. They they that they were able to accomplish that. Um, you know, would have liked to you know gotten a better start out of Luis Castillo and a better looking start out of uh, George Kirby today. But overall, you know, feel pretty good about what this team was able to do, what the offense was able to do in particular. And look, they're going to need guys like Dom Canzone and Josh Rojas and Jose Caballero. They're going to need someone like that to uh, to come up and, you know, in, in a big moment or two over the next 10 games. So hopefully these guys having some success during this series uh, carries over into the next few series. 
uh, because again, they're gonna they're gonna need at least you know one or two of those guys to step up because you can't just completely rely on you know Julio and JP and those guys to completely carry the load, right? You're you're gonna need some help elsewhere. So and we keep on talking about this leading up to uh, this gauntlet that the Mariners are about to enter. Like who who's gonna be the other guy, right? Like we know that we feel pretty good about Julio, we feel pretty good about JP, we feel pretty good about Cal, but who's going to be the other guy, right? Especially if those guys aren't a- able to just go into God mode. If Julio can't go into God mode over this gauntlet, uh, which you know, uh, I would love for that to happen, obviously, but I think even with how good Julio is and has been, like it's kind of unfair to just expect him to be that guy over the next ten games. Would love for him to be that guy, and that would certainly help things here. But uh, if you can get some help out of, you know, Jared Kelnick or Mike Ford or someone like that along the way as well, that would be huge. And so I hopefully this series was a good first step into that direction. So, uh, yeah, good stuff across the board for the uh, for the Mariners offense in the series. Like you said, you know, have missed some opportunities, but that's just going to happen, right? That's baseball. But you score six runs today. You score seven last night. You score five in the first game. They had a good series overall. The bats had a good series. So uh, feeling pretty good about that. So we're going to flip sides here and talk about the pitching. We're going to talk about George Kirby in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners postgame show is brought to you by Sleeper. All right, folks, the MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Pick more or less on stats for your favorite players like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more. For up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big, my friend. If things didn't go well in your home league this year, no worries. You can still salvage the fantasy baseball season over at Sleeper. There you can pick the players you want and call your shot. And when you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 6-3 to victory over the Oakland Athletics. Again, off day tomorrow. The Mariners are back at it Friday down in Arlington against the Texas Rangers. You can catch all the action on Friday night and over the course of the weekend on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And we'll get you ready for that series on tomorrow's episode. There will be no show on Friday uh likely no show on saturday as well i'm gonna be going to a wedding but uh potentially post game show on sunday if they win we'll see about that and we'll let you guys know on that front uh but now let's uh let's switch gears here let's talk about george kirby who started this game seven innings pitch for george uh three earned runs on eight hits all three of those earned runs coming on two swings of the bat couple of home runs quite a few hard hit balls three strikeouts more importantly here, no walks. You know, we had seen George over his last couple of starts uncharacteristically walk some guys, so he was able to get that aspect under control today. But still not a very sharp start from George. Just seven swings and misses on the entire afternoon. This is like we talked about with Castillo, right? It was, I mean, you look at the box score, you look at the final stat line, it's good right it's quality start whatever great but this is not the dominant george kirby that you really need over the stretch especially against a lineup like this in oakland uh so 
still have some concerns about George, still have concern, some concerns about Luis Castillo, like we talked about last night. Uh, both of those guys are currently slated to pitch against the uh, against the Houston Astros next. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, Colby, what did you think about George's day overall? Pretty whelming. I mean, mid, like it, it was, it was, he was fine. Uh, no yeah. walks is the big one, but he did run, you know, quite a few. Uh, well, not quite a few. He did run some deep counts. He did have to get back into counts by kind of, you know, grooving fastballs at times and he got away with it. I don't think that's something you're going to get away with, you know, next Sunday and, or sorry, next Monday or Tuesday in Houston or uh, whatever, but he was okay. You know, again, he was mostly on the corners, um, but eh, just, it was just kind of an okay outing. Like he was totally fine. It's a totally acceptable outcome, but we're still kind of waiting again. Like we talked about with Luis last night, we're still kind of waiting for playoff George, you know, like yeah. where is just that dominant, like that domination, like seven innings, eight strikeouts, no walks, three hit. Like, where is that guy um, at? We haven't seen it really since the Baltimore start. So uh, it's been over a month now. Um, it's more than enough time for George to make his adjustment and, and to kind of understand how teams are attacking him. And Oakland had a very, you know, familiar game plan that we're all familiar with. They were very aggressive early. Uh, that's why he was able to get through seven on only 85 pitches, you know, and that's also part of the reason why he only had a handful of swings and misses because, Oh, he, George was throwing his fastball today pretty often. Yep. And, and Oakland was very aggressive with it. So, you know, and part of that is, is attacked. And, and if, if they're going to be that aggressive and you're on the corners, then you don't really care about whiffs, but if that's the game plan, then you can't give up home runs, two home runs today. That's a bit concerning. Uh, but again, overall, George was, was fine. He was totally fine. Um, he's going to have starts like this throughout the year where teams are going to be so aggressive that he's just not going to rack up strikeouts and whiffs and all that stuff. Um, and when they do, you need to be on the corners and, and today for the most part, George was on the corners, but a couple mistakes, a couple home runs. And, and, you know, if your offense doesn't pick you up there, uh, we're, we're headed for a, a really, you know, stress inducing game. So I would say this was probably 50 grade George Kirby, 52 grade George Kirby. Uh it it certainly wasn't uh he's back type of start, but it was it was a solid step and I would say it was it was better than his than his last two starts, but just right. just barely. So we have some news on Julio here just to switch gears again. Uh Julio has gone over to the A's side of the uh the ballpark to get some precautionary x-rays on the pinky that was hit on the uh on the hit by pitch earlier on in the game. Now the next time he came out to bat, he went oppo for a solo home run. So it seems like he was feeling relatively fine. It was not a good look though, uh when he was first hit. You know, trainers had to come out. He looked like he was in some uh, some serious discomfort. I mean, he got hit on the pinky after all. Like, obviously, you're going to be in some pain there, no matter what. Uh, so, hopefully, nothing too serious there. You know, I doubt even if they do find anything that Julio is going to uh, take himself out, given the circumstances of everything that's going on, unless there's some serious damage there. But given that he was able to come up the next time around, hit a home run, was able to finish the game, I wouldn't think that there's anything that he's. Uh, that he's not going to try and play through. But this does kind of, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here and I don't want to assume anything. I I do have some concerns about like 
you know, when we get to the end of the season, whenever that is, even if they win the World Series, that it eventually gets revealed. Like, yeah, I was playing through a broken pinky or something like that. Like, uh, so I, you know, I just worry a little bit about how that might affect him at the plate moving forward, especially if you know there might be some swelling around that area. We don't know, uh, but if there's some swelling around that area. And once it goes down, if there is some uh, some damage that gets revealed there, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, I don't think that's going to be anything that keeps Julio out of the lineup here over the next few days. So nothing to worry about, I think, on that front. But it's certainly something that we do have to keep an eye on in terms of how it might impact him uh, and his performance uh, over the next uh, week or so. So we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, just to to wrap up on George Kirby, yeah. Uh, Again, you know, you give up just three earned runs. You go seven, you know, on eighty-five pitches. That's a that's a good afternoon, no matter who you're going up against. But again, still waiting for that dominant George Kirby, and hopefully that you know, hopefully we get that against Houston. Uh, and then I think he has one more start scheduled against uh, Texas in that final series uh, in Seattle. So um they're gonna need them they're gonna need them they're just like they're gonna need luis castillo just like they're gonna need logan gilbert and obviously they're gonna need some uh some help here from bryce miller and brian Wu, especially this weekend so again we'll talk about that more tomorrow on tomorrow's show but uh overall uh a fine day from from george kirby i think we can say that uh we saw andres munoz appear in this game uh which uh yeah don't take any chances it's three run ball game Put in Andres, you know, let's let's close the door here. They put him in in the eighth. Uh, and, you know, fastball still cooking, uh, but still some issues with the slider, right, Colby? Yeah, he's still missing glove side. Um, or he's struggling to hit glove side, which is inside to left-handed hitters, away from the right-handed hitters. And obviously that's a very important location um, for any pitcher, but especially somebody like Andres who really needs to find the slider. Uh, we saw a lot of four-seamers, a lot of two-seamers, Uh, today how many only through nine pitches but yeah you know three sliders uh no no swings no whiffs one called strike like it's just not a pitch that uh hitters right now really have to uh they don't really have to honor that pitch they could just let it go and and they could sit fastball um on munoz right now because he can't throw for strikes consistently so if he can find whatever you're probably going to get a fastball at some point in the at-bat and that's kind of the game plan um against andres right now so yeah he still has to find that that right spot he still has to find it where you know you can get the back foot chases from the lefties and you can get the you can get the righties diving across the plate a little bit to try and make contact with it um he's been he's been better as of late uh so even as he's still kind of trying to find the slider the two seamer has really taken off for him and that's kind of been the the difference maker in his last handful of outings but you know still not quite dominant andres uh but it, it was a step forward in the right direction again uh, as he kind of looks to get back into form and um he was he was fine he was, he was totally fine it was it wasn't a disaster class you know, there was never really any point where it looked like he lost total control of anything again three outs on nine pitches like yeah. <laughs> it's it's really hard to glean too much from that but yeah there is still some work to do on that slider uh but yeah. the the four seamer and the two seamer especially if you can locate those two pitches they're going to be enough to get some really big outs, but if you can find that slider uh, with any consistency here in the last ten days, uh, then you have arguably two of the be- two guys with the best stuff in in the American League at the back end of your bullpen. Right, uh, but it's still a work in progress. 
Right. Yeah. And for how critical the, the starting rotation is over this 10 game stretch that's about to uh, commence here. Uh, so is Andres Munoz and Matt Brash, right? The, uh, the back end of that Mariners bullpen. And it's, it works both ways, right? Because on one hand, if they don't have it, right, that the wheels kind of fall off the bus there potentially for the Mariners. But on the other end, if they do have it, if you have those guys, like you just described two of arguably the best relievers in baseball, you have a good shot to beat anyone on any given night. So the Mariners would be in a very, very good spot here if, if Munoz and, and Brash have it all figured out here. So uh, at the very least with, with Munoz, the, the thing that's kind of, uh, helped him overcome the slider issues is that two-seamer. That two-seamer has been a legitimate weapon for him over the last few outings to pair with the four-seamer, which is consistently hitting 100, 101 miles per hour the last few times out as well. Uh, so at the very least, if, if he still isn't able to figure out that slider, hopefully the uh, the two-seamer is able to to mask some of those issues uh, going up against the, uh, the Rangers and the mm-hmm. Astros. But uh, we'll see. Again, we'll talk more about this uh, tomorrow. But uh, anything you want to add on the uh, pitching or anything in general? Here before yeah. We uh, Topa struggled a little bit again. This is getting a little concerning. Yeah. He's kind of been the stabilizer. Uh, in the middle innings and kind of the the back end replacement if Brash and Munoz aren't available. So that is something to watch. Threw a lot of sinkers today, not that many sliders. Um, walked a guy in the ninth. That's that's not good with a three-run lead, and, and he's been shaky yeah. uh, pretty much all month. Uh, one other thing real fast on Kirby that kind of jumps out, just looking at his, his page here. Uh, mm-hmm. Much firmer slider today. Uh, it was up two and a half miles an hour over his yearly uh wow. his yearly average wow. and it's not just that you know his his uh spin rate was down slightly but the vertical break on it was uh the average is 40 on a vertical break uh, on the slider today the average was 32 it's 8 inches 8 inch difference um and there was also less horizontal break to it as well 6 inches less than than average so it's a little bit of a firm uh slider today almost acting more like a cutter and that might explain why there were fewer whiffs i don't know if that was intentional it seems like it probably is because two and a half miles an hour over a yearly average is is significant um so that feels like something intentional maybe it was something george was maybe it was a cutter and you know the stack cash just didn't recognize it or something but yeah something to keep in mind look look at the slider uh you know over his next two starts that's a pitch he needs uh so i don't know if this is you know just a one game tweak thing see how it feels or if it's something he's going to try and carry or or whatever but uh yeah that those are significant uh jumps and dips in in one pitch and one outing so we'll see how we'll see what that's all about well and if you're going to try to make some changes here this was the start to do it you don't want to start experimenting you know going up against the rangers or the astros so this is really your final tune-up before things get very very serious here like we keep on saying the playoffs begin for the mariners on friday so uh yeah hopefully uh, george has uh found uh found a little bit of a groove here and he's uh gonna be ready to cook once his uh next start rolls around all right, we're going to be talking about the out-of-town scoreboard in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners postgame show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution for that. Just fill out our online form, and one of our board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. 
Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 6-3 to victory over the Oakland Athletics to secure a much-needed sweep. They have the day off tomorrow, then they'll get back after it. The gauntlet begins Friday night down in Arlington. Mariners versus Rangers. You can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM via the SXM app. And speaking of the Texas Rangers, they obliterated the Boston Red Sox this afternoon by a score of 15 to 5. So you got no help whatsoever from Boston. Uh, They were able to win one of the three games in the series, but they jumped out to a 3-0 lead in this game, and it looked like, okay, you might have a chance to actually go into Arlington up a game on the Rangers, but that will not be the case. The uh, Rangers exploded, of course, for 15 runs. Brian Bayo was horrendous for the Red Sox. Their bullpen was horrendous. Uh, they have really let the Mariners down over the last six games. They went one and five against the Toronto Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers. But thankfully, we don't have to rely on the Boston Red Sox any longer for the rest of the season. So uh, up next for uh, for the Rangers, of course, is the Mariners. Up next for the Astros the Kansas City Royals and speaking of the, the Astros they uh, also won a game thanks to a bullpen collapse not as nowhere near as close as bad as to uh, what the Red Sox did today but the Orioles unfortunately were not able to hold on to a slim one nothing lead late in this game the Astros end up walking off the Orioles two to one so the uh, the Mariners will not be ahead of the Astros along with the uh, Rangers uh, heading into the day off, uh, but they're still only a half game behind the Astros. They are tied with them in the loss column. Like Colby said earlier on in the show, they are essentially virtually in a three-way tie with both the Rangers and the Astros for first place in the American League West. And of course, the Mariners have the tiebreaker over the Astros. Uh, again, up next for the Astros this weekend is the Royals. The Royals took two or three from them down in Kansas City. The Royals, as we all know, have been very, very annoying to play against despite being one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, So hopefully you can get some help on that front, especially while you're battling it out with Texas. So uh, things could look, there's a potential here for things to look pretty good for you heading into Monday and heading into that series against the Astros on Monday. Uh, But uh, you're going to need to take care of business down in Arlington and you're going to need some help from Kansas City in order for that to happen. But uh Colby, this is going to be anxiety-inducing. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be wild. I am not looking forward to this. I mean, I am looking forward to this because it's it's exciting, right? This could go well for the Mariners. Things could go well here. This could be a very, very fun next 10 days, or it could be utterly heartbreaking. Um, I really soaked this in today, this game, because this was kind of our last, like, yeah, you really needed to win this game, but it is the A's. And once it was like six to one, it was like, all right, this is kind of our last, like truly stress-free day for the rest of the season. The next 10 games are going to be wild. And hopefully we get more games after after that. But uh, what do you think about all this? 
I'm really mad that this team lost 12 of 17 to start this month (laughs) because I wanted my like two game buffer for like the last this stretch. I wanted to be like, okay, we're two games up on Toronto, you know, for that wild card spot. So even if we don't win the division, if we just go like four and six or five and five, we have a really good shot of getting in and you blew it. Okay. Cause now you have to go six and four. You, at least I'm, I'm guessing i mean it's possible that you can go five and five and toronto goes three and seven but come on come on what's most likely to happen here so um yeah it's it's going to be stressful it's going to be nerve-wracking every pitch matters it's it's these are legitimate playoff games and um you know it, it'll be interesting to see how scott manages these games i think he has to manage them like they're not quite like their elimination games. If you, you know, if you get down eight to one in game one on Friday or whatever, then like it's not the end of the world if you lose that game, but then you really have to win the next two. So then the moves you make there probably have to be to best set you up for Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Make no mistake. The Mariners need to win this series. They need to leave this weekend with a lead over Texas because they're going to lose the tiebreaker uh, more than likely. Um, and if they don't, it's probably, it's because you went six and one and guess what? You're not worried about Texas anymore. Cause you're definitely finishing ahead of them. If you go six and one against them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting swept this weekend is the end of your season. Like, uh, getting swept against Houston is probably the end of your season. Like we're not exaggerating here when we talk about, you know, the playoffs start on Friday, they are here. Every loss is absolutely devastating. Every win is massive. So I'm sure we'll talk about this tomorrow since we don't have a game to break down about, you know, how you manage it. How do you, how do these situations or these, you know, these needs manifest themselves in a game based on how service will manage it. Uh, But yeah, these are, these are critical games. You can't be afraid to ask your bullpen to get an extra out or two. uh, If your starter is struggling, you can't be afraid to, you know, uh, you know, pull a guy early. Uh, after two innings, if he's just leaving everything in the middle of the plate and he's kind of getting away with it. And, and it sucks because you don't have that off day buffer uh, after mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But that is the reality of your situation. So it's going to be incredibly nerve wracking. Every, every decision will be second guessed. Every, um, you know, every pitching change, every bunt. I'll just put this out there right now. Every bunt is stupid. Okay. Like that doesn't change April to September, but whatever. Um yeah, every single decision, every single play is is going to be highly scrutinized. Like these are playoff games. And so part of me is, you know, looking forward to getting on these shows and, and dissecting these games like we do, like with actual intense, like play by play. Um, but I don't know if I want to do that for two weeks in a row to not get in or to do it two weeks in a row and then have to do it for another hopefully three weeks after that, like that's a lot of stress, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's fun, but also it is, it is just so stress inducing and nerve wracking. And, and uh, it's, you know, every single pitch is going to matter and every single, imagine getting walked off at any point in these last 10 games or something like that, that is just going to be devastating. Uh, And I just don't have, a good feeling about how this team is going to respond because they have not been good this month. The sweep doesn't change that they've been bad uh, and they're playing good teams. So we'll see. It would be incredible if like Toronto could just lose five in a row, like that would help me out a lot, but that's not Mm going to happen. Um, Or it would be incredible. if The Mariners could win the first five games of this 10 game stretch or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen. So 
yeah, I'm prepared for a lot of stress. I'm prepared for a lot of like annoyance. I'm prepared for, um, heartbreak and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also prepared for some, uh, hopefully some happy moments that we, we talk about for years to come, but mm-hmm. we'll see, man. It's, it's, it's a battle. It's you've got legitimately, you've got four playoff spots or three playoff spots up for grabs and there are four teams fighting for them. Yep. So handle your business. You're going to get in. If you don't, it's going to be a, you know, absolutely devastating considering where you were, you know, three weeks ago. Right. The exciting thing for me, you know, and, and again, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. But the exciting thing for me is that you have a chance to kill Texas, like outright. Just you kill them, like six. If you can go six and one against them, they're dead. They're done. And you know, for how their season has gone, that would be utter, utterly hilarious. I would love that. You could also kill Houston potentially. I mean, like here's the brutal reality: the ALS. All three of these teams in the ALS are facing right now that all of them right now are in first place and it's not like they're in the al central where they're just kind of mid but they're still in the running for first place they're in the running to win the division no like they're all like good teams mariners the astros the rangers are all good teams but they could go from potentially winning the division to completely out of it in a matter of days and hopefully we're not the ones that experience that reality but i feel like and look you know the jays have to take care of business against the rays and the rays are going to be playing for their own division so it's not like they're going to be taking their foot off the gas at all so it's possible that the jays are the ones that end up falling out of this thing but it does really feel like one of these teams in the al west is not going to make it and that is that is a tough pill to swallow no matter who you are if you're the mariners if you're the rangers if you're the astros especially with how all three of those teams seasons have have gone this year so mm-hmm. This is going to be wild. And they've all been painfully mediocre over the last couple of weeks. So somebody is going to sit at home on October 2nd and, and get to set their line, their lineup, their rotation, however they want. They're going to get at least three days rest for all the guys in their bullpen, four days rest or whatever. And one of the other three teams is going to be sitting on their couch on October 2nd, probably not watching baseball because they're so devastated by their loss like that. Those are the stakes. So um it's it's truly been a long time since we've seen a stretch like this and you know again no game 163 either tiebreakers could come into play here and you know a couple of them favor seattle a couple of them don't so we'll see how everything works out but it it, i anticipate a lot of a lot of stress headaches and and upset stomachs and and stuff like that for me over the next uh, 10 days that's why i'm really looking forward to tomorrow yeah, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to be doing our show. We're going to be recording CGZ yep. as well. We're going to be doing all of that. But uh, after that, I'm going to relax. I'm going to not watch sports because that's basically going to be mm-hmm. my life for the next 10 plus days starting Friday. Uh, yeah, this is going to be up. this is either going to be a hell of a ride or it's going to be a hell of a heartbreaker. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, I'll pull up the uh, MLB app tomorrow sometime at around, I don't know, six or well what time do i'll check and see you know how cole's doing against toronto at around they play at four tomorrow so yeah around 6 30 my time i'll see if they won and and you know that that's my sports day after we record so i i need the off day <laughs> i need it yeah i uh, i think i might because... watch football i might watch the thursday night game the niners mm-hmm. and the giants and that's probably it <laughs> for me tomorrow yeah, probably just gonna watch YouTube and and Shorzy and maybe maybe Ted Lasso. I could use some uplifting, there you, there you, uh, you know, believe messaging. Right? 
Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we yeah. could all. I believe in belief. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we it's could all use kills, a little. Yeah, yeah I think we could all use a little uh, believe in our lives right now. Uh, so yeah, no matter what happens, we're all going to experience it together. We're all going to experience it together here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. So be sure to stay tuned. Uh, we'll get you covered on everything you need to uh, know along this wild ride that we're about to uh, go on. But that's going to do it for our show for now. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 6-3 to victory over the Oakland Athletics. You can catch the Mariners and the Rangers this weekend on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.